He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shom 97.7. 18 minutes after 8 o'clock and uh, good morning. This is Pete Mary and here for Terry DeMonte this morning. A pleasure to welcome on board. Uh, for the result is part, Monsieur Pierre Hood. Bonjour, Monsieur Hood. Bonjour, Monsieur Marie. Comment allez-vous? I'm fine. Toi, ça va bien? I'm doing fantastic, especially after hearing the Beatles and Eleanor Rigby. Oh, what yeah. a masterpiece. What a masterpiece. Well, they uh, they did uh, quite a few good hits, I think, over their illustrious <laughs> career. It's yeah, just but... another one. Hey, <laughs> well, let's, let's what, get... What, what, go... what I like about this one is that it's it's their, you know, their little pop, uh, rock and roll pop era mm-hmm. to the real musician and real uh, studio work, I right. think. This one is pretty, is pretty right there. So, oh, yeah. but yeah. let's talk hockey. Yeah. yeah, but there's so much to talk about. I mean, there's so much buzz around town, Pierre. Uh, I mean, there always is in Montreal, but even more so because we're losing a lot. Uh, because we've gone through the coaching change. Some people thinking Carey's not up to snuff. I watched the game Saturday night, and uh, the Habs came out flying, and they deserved a much better fate Saturday, losing an OT in Winnipeg, didn't they? Oh, yeah, I think you saw the game the right way, Pete. Uh, and it was not, uh, and I like the, the fact that you say they came out that way and played that way mm-hmm. uh, for, the, for the, the, whole, the whole game, for the whole 60 minutes. Actually, the only, the only moment, uh, quote-unquote, that wasn't that convincing was that short period or that short moment in overtime yeah. where they actually lost the game. Uh, because, and then again... When you play three on three, and as you know, since the, this format has been established, well, you can't you can't be fighting the puck like you are you are five on five. If you're going to give it away uh, at the opening faceoff, well, you're going to have to be patient and try to defend and try to pick it up again, <clears throat> and that uh, did not materialize the right way. Uh, but but I my feeling is that it was the only moment, basically. Uh, that was uh, that was uh, some sort of a drawback mm-hmm. from the whole game. The whole game was very convincing, and um, you know I think that uh, anybody who knows hockey a little bit, uh, and and the fans may be disappointed, but at the same time you cannot not appreciate the effort and the way the team has played that particular game compared to the way they played uh, the uh, the week before, the two weeks before. Yeah, the coach was even happy about it, too. He said, hey, you know what? You put in a great effort, guy. You did play 60 minutes, and it's a shame about what happened in OT. Maybe they shouldn't have put Dano out there. I, I looked at that, and I went, well, you know, the guy hasn't scored. And, uh, well, they, 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 you mean in overtime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Dominic Duchamp actually explained the situation. And you know what, Pete? He knew. He knew it would the, the, the controversy or the, the questioning would come. Uh, because uh, it, it wasn't maybe the um, the easy way to start uh, overtime, but there was a reason, and I'm glad that and I'm glad that he explained the reason, but didn't want to uh, you know to say well you know I'm I, I've got the I, I've got the authority and uh, forget your questions. He said I understand your questions. Yeah. My key guys that I hoped would give us the win had just finished uh, a long shift in the third period, and that includes Nick Suzuki. So he said, my plan was to have Philippe Dano win the draw, have to have uh, have uh, Joel Armia on the ice to try and protect the puck, as he does very well, as you know, and then try to play a little bit uh, conservative, 20, 25, 30, 40 seconds, and then have my guys 
on the ice, fresh legs, my best uh, offensive guys, and have a, uh, have a trio that is a little worn out on the other side. That was the plan. So, oh, of course, okay. I mean, you look bad because if the plan doesn't work accordingly or go accordingly, <laughs> yeah. I understand you look bad. But at least there was there was a foundation. That's what I mean, Pete. There was there was a reason why he did that. And uh, it didn't, it didn't work. And, he, and as he said, we are now 0-5 in tie-breaking situations. Yeah. And uh, we will have to look at the situation and address it because... As you know, Pete, you play you play all the time in your own division. Those are very costly points that you give away to the opponent. Looks like it was a great idea to pick up Jake Allen this summer. He was very strong and has been in pretty well every game he's played. And uh, Saturday night was no exception for Jake Allen. He played very well. Yeah, it, it was, yeah it, it wasn't probably the challenge of his life. But uh, let's be honest, it's not a matter of uh, how many shots, Pete. It's a matter of uh, the quality of that offense on the, the Jets side because, I mean, the, 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 the top two lines can match anybody in the league and then they've got great, great supporting cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Laurie line, the third line, uh, is, is probably one of the best in the league uh, that, with that particular quote-unquote label of, of third line. So it, it, it was a huge challenge for him. And, of course, under the circumstances and all the heat, on, on, on goaltending and especially on Carrier Price's shoulders, well, I, 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 it's 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 a little bit extra pressure because because you're supposed to be saving the day, you're supposed to be saving the moment, and uh, he did uh, he did a fantastic job, and uh, of course Connor Hellebuck on the other side of the the rink was just imperial. Yeah, but all in all, it's another mission accomplished uh, for Jake Allen, although. It's in the losing cause. You know, it started out so well, as we said. They came right out of the gate, and they were flying. And then Nick Suzuki just, he laser-beamed that shot from behind the goal line, too. And that showed his amazing creativity. He was a sneaky play, and he didn't miss that shot. He had, like, a couple of centimeters to get that puck in, and that's exactly what he did. So uh, hats off to Nick Suzuki today. Maybe he watched some Mario Lemieux video, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know... you remember Mario from the back of the net? How good he was oh, doing that! Absolutely, <laughs> and a goal's a goal too, you know, guys. They, uh, you know, the goalie's supposed to be hugging that post, and he wasn't. And Suzuki saw that in a split second and uh, profited from his uh, his mistake. Uh, he said, Josh he said, had, uh, said he tried that. By the way, he said he tried that and did that often in juniors. So he said, "Why not?" You know, it, sometimes. Own. You know, the worst that can happen is that the puck is going to bounce somewhere or the goalie is going to pick up the puck. That's the worst that can happen. Mm-hmm. But he said, yeah. if it's going to work here and there, why not? And it did work the other night. Josh Anderson wasn't playing. What's the story with him? A lower body injury. Do you know anything beyond that, Pierre, or what? No, no. And I wish we could know because yeah. you, now you see what his absence is all about. Sure because when he left the game the other night, I mean, the, the momentum that, and I'm talking about the, the Thursday night game, the momentum broke at that moment because you need him. You need his, his very special skills of size and speed and scoring touch uh, in order to put the uh, the opponent on their heels. And uh, when he left the game on Thursday, you could see that the, the whole portrait changed and you could see how he was missing, especially mm-hmm. in this type of a confrontation or this type of a game uh, facing the, the Jets because he's, he's in the perfect mold himself to play the, the Jets. And uh, so let's just hope it's not too serious. Yeah. I still believe it was a questionable slew foot uh, situation. The league doesn't think so. Um, but 
um, let's hope it's, um, it's, it's, it's something that can be healed uh, properly because you do need him for the homestand that's coming up. This is a, so, such a crucial homestand for the, uh, the, the humor of everybody and the confidence that this team needs to, re- needs to rebuild yeah. largely. Yeah, come on, Habs. We're in COVID here. It's tough on everyone. Start winning, you know. And it's true. Everyone, everyone's well, mood is affected. It's usually a brighter day if I know the Habs have won. You know, it's it puts yeah, a smile well, on my face. Especially at home, Pete. I mean, three and three and five is three and five is not exactly the fortress uh, that Claude Julien was hoping at the start of the season. Uh, three and five is uh, is is unacceptable, and. I don't know if I can call it to to solve the mystery of the home bubble or whatever, uh, but the situation needs to be addressed. I think that it's a matter of uh, to, to be well prepared for the game. It's a matter of uh, showing up uh, in, in your in your game attitude, in your game focus, your game concentration, and it's a matter of delivering right at the start of the game, like they've done in in Winnipeg. I mean, if they do a carbon copy of the start of the game, they will be doing fine. Sure. But they have to reverse the trend very quickly because, and, and you know, we all understand, Pete, and we'll talk about that tomorrow, we all understand that Ottawa is not going to be an easy opponent on Tuesday. That nope. that you and I and all our listeners, we know about that. So. Yeah, worst team in the league too, but they appear to have our number, don't they? Practice yeah. at 11 o'clock in Brossard, and then, like you said, Ottawa is in town tomorrow night, and then uh, the peg is going to come down here and... Uh, Enjoy mm-hmm. Montreal to the best of their abilities under COVID circumstances and a couple of good uh, matchups coming up towards the end of the week for sure. I mean, it's going to be the Jets twice yeah. after the, 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 the Senators. And then it's that brutal uh, travel to Western Canada, uh, those late, late games for us. <laughs> That's right, too, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's going to be uh, Vancouver and Calgary. So, it's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one heck of a sequence. And uh, let's put it this way. Although it's only it's another loss and it's a fifth loss in a row on Saturday, things look promising. So let's stick to that and we'll see if it materializes the right way tomorrow. Yeah, we could use a little bit of patience too, eh? You know, like that's another thing that we could all sort of maybe take. Uh, you know, I'm serious. <laughs> in this particular market, yeah, I well, guess you're very wise to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. I mean, seriously, man, Montreal, there are so many armchair general managers and hockey fans here. You know, everyone's got the solution. You know, it, it, it's, it's just great. I wouldn't have it any other way, actually. Well, there, there you go. And most of the players, although they, they go through a, a tough periods, they, they all say... The bottom line is this is fantastic to play hockey in this market. So. Sure, absolutely. Okay, Malpiaia, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk to you again in about 24 hours from yeah. now, actually. Hey, Yeah, that's a good start to the week, Pete. Looking forward to having a chat with you every day. Okay, thanks, Pierre. Likewise. Salut. Uh, salut, à demain.